Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Chasing, Chasing Holy. Today we are back with Gigi. Yay! I'm excited, you're excited, we're excited. Um, thank you for tuning in to another episode, honestly. Yes. Because today, honestly, I'm so excited to talk about this topic. So as you can see by the title, today's episode is called Out with the Old. And basically, we're going to be talking about Nicodemus and his story, his significance as being represented in the Bible. So, um, I asked you to study Nicodemus. Yes. And I didn't so, study the wrong person, you guys. She didn't. Oh my gosh, you just scared me. I thought you said I didn't study. <laughs> okay, she didn't. Yay. Okay. So, we're going to be talking about Nicodemus. And... I feel like this is the right person to talk about because I have been having a tug lately on my heart, like, um, about Nicodemus. And it's just, like, mm. been popping into my head, like, Nicodemus. And I'm like, I don't even, I didn't even study Nicodemus before. Mm. Like, why now? Like, and as I started to read, I started to understand it and get lots of revelation from um, that chapter, which is John chapter 3, which we're going to be discussing today. So, without further ado, I think we should jump right into it. But before we do that, I'm going to have Gigi pray. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Father God, thank you for this time that we get to have at in this moment. Father God, we thank you for allowing us to um, be able to talk about your word and yes, to spread Lord. your gospel. We just pray, Father God, that you would have your way in this podcast. Oh, Father, we thank pray you, in the Lord. name of Jesus that you would place us under the anointing, under your fire, under your authority. And I pray, God, that we will speak with your power in the yes, name of Lord. Jesus so that whoever's watching will receive a touch from you. Yes, in God. Jesus' name, in Jesus I pray. Name. Amen. Amen. So I went ahead when I studied this. I studied it by, like, verse because it's only chapter 3 that I studied. I also did pull out some scripture from chapter 7 and chapter 19 too because I wanted you to see and I wanted them to see that there is a change in his character. So before I get into what I thought about Nicodemus, I wanted to understand what what did you pull from Nicodemus' character immediately? That he was, first of all, he was lacking faith. Because he came to Jesus with doubts, with questions, and with unbelief. He was like, oh my gosh, did Nicodemus go to Jesus? Yeah, he, he went, went to, to Jesus him, right? at night, yeah. Because he was... He was so, Nicodemus was a religious leader. He was a Pharisee. He was a Pharisee leader. Yeah, he was a Pharisee. So he went to Jesus at night. And I actually... I stopped right there when I saw that at night mm -hmm. because that signifies, and I'm assuming here, this is not in the Bible, mm -hmm. I'm assuming from common sense that if you're a whole entire religious leader, like you have authority as a leader, that's just your position, why are you going to Jesus at night? I'm assuming that he was not bold enough to come to Jesus in midday because obviously the Pharisees were against Jesus. So that was just what I pulled from that. Yeah, I feel like Nicodemus was kind, from what I was reading about him, he was kind of like ashamed. Yeah, like a very ashamed. Right, like, um, you know, like nowadays I do feel that people are ashamed of the gospel. Mm -hmm. They're ashamed to like believe in it because people might look at them, might look at those type of people who are ashamed of the gospel right. and think like, like, why are you believing in this? 
Like, mm-hmm. how do you know that God is real? Or, like, what do you mean people are getting healed, set free, and delivered? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. So I do feel like there's a generation that feels that way, mm-hmm. that is ashamed to be bold. Yeah. And just And that's shy. why I love we're talking about Nicodemus today, because we're going to see his boldness come to pass. So you wanted to read chapter 3, verse 2 with us. It mm-hmm. seems like you had that written down. It's rabbi, right? Yes. <laughs> Guys, I said Robbie. <laughs> it's okay. So, chapter 3, verse 2. Let's read it. I'm sorry. No, that's hey, what just say. Oh, oh, my God. Wait, was it Robbie? Yes, that was the name, Robbie. Okay. Okay, you're I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, in John, chapter 3, verse 2, mm-hmm. it says, Late one night, he visited Jesus and said, Rabbi, we all know you're a teacher straight from God. No one could do all the God-pointing, God-revealing acts you do if God weren't in it. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus was explaining to, explaining, I'm sorry, Jesus was explaining that unless someone submits to God and is baptized, mm-hmm. born from above, it isn't possible for them to inherit God's kingdom. A person would have to be born from above to see God's kingdom. And Nicodemus seemed not to be understanding of what Jesus was telling him. He didn't believe he wasn't comprehending mm-hmm. what God was saying, what Jesus was speaking to him. Yeah. But he's still like, it's the fact that what you were saying, like he went to Jesus in nighttime. Mm-hmm. Like there's something about that. There is something about that. And like when the funny part is that when he came to Jesus, he literally said, Rabbi. He called Jesus rabbi. And when you look at the definition of rabbi in Hebrew, it means my teacher or my master, which shows that Nicodemus already had a certain degree of respect for Jesus, Mm -hmm. even though the other Pharisees didn't. That shows me that he was earnestly seeking those answers. He was actually um, genuinely, like, confused. He wanted to know more. Right. So I'm glad that you said that, actually, and how... He knew that um, God was with Jesus in some degree. Mm -hmm. He didn't know how, but he knew that God was with Jesus. So Jesus explained how Nicodemus could be a part of the kingdom of God, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. And in verse 4, chapter 3, if you guys want to turn to it super quickly, I won't be long. It says, what do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? This was when Jesus told him that you have to be born again to get into the kingdom. And so he took that very literally. But that goes to show you where his mind is at. He's in the very literal context of things. And this is what, why we as Christians get so caught up in religion. We look at things too literally. You know, sometimes God, he's powerful. Glory to God. Listen, God will give us a revelation, whether it's literal or analytical or (laughs) metaphorically. There's different ways God will give us a revelation, but the Pharisees were so stuck on the literal term, Mm. the literal everything. No, this is what the Bible says. And um, even later in the chapter, or no, yeah, I think it is later in the chapter, um, one of the temple guards, well, actually, we'll get to that. Yeah, because that's a part of it. <laughs> but yeah, no, seriously, because the Pharisees were stuck in that mindset. Like, no, this is literal. This is literal. Right. But God is trying to show you, like, we have to open our minds. So if that's a message for you, it's 
probably to just open your mind. Maybe God wants to talk to you in a different way than you expect. Yeah. Um, and then after that, Jesus continues to explain how he must be baptized with water and spirit. Right. Um, to give birth to his spiritual life, right? So Jesus tells Nicodemus that you can't explain how you can be born of the spirit. So he compares it to the wind, how you can't explain the wind. Right. But yet it's there. Exactly. So that's what Jesus was saying to Nicodemus. And yet Nicodemus still wanted to know how is that possible. Mm-hmm. So what does that tell you about Nicodemus? He, um, he was, okay, because, first of all, because he was not submitted to God, he couldn't see what was happening in God's kingdom. Like, he didn't have the spiritual eyes to see that. Mm -hmm. People who are not in this godly lifestyle cannot comprehend what's happening in the kingdom. And that's why you see, like, like on Instagram, I be posting stuff about Jesus and stuff like that, and... People just does just do not get it. Yeah. Like, why are you talking about Jesus? Like, what what is so important about him? They don't have the spiritual eyes to see. Or the spiritual his... ears. Exactly. Yeah. Their their hearts are stubborn, mm-hmm. and they're full of the spirit of deception. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like I'm gonna tell y'all right now, one thing I've been praying for is that God brings more revival. And I was literally telling God today, I'm like, God, if you can just wait a little longer to pick up the church just so that more people can be saved, mm-hmm. deliver them from the spirit of deception. So many people in this world are being deceived by the devil. Yeah. So. It's very true. It's very real, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and further in the story, Jesus questions Nicodemus. And he's like, you're a respected Jewish leader. Why don't you know these things? Why don't you understand these things? So Jesus, he explained how the Son of Man, which is what he called himself. Jesus called himself the Son of Man. And he said that how he has to come down, how he had came down from heaven, right? And will be lifted up again. But when he um, said he will be lifted up again, he alluded to the story of Moses. He said just how Moses lifted up his staff, this is how the Son of Man will Mm -hmm. be lifted into heaven. And I love that, and it, it grasped me because um, he, him alluding to Moses showed that he was trying to get on the same level as a, the Pharisee, as Nicodemus, mm-hmm. because they're so into, like, word, scripture. So he leveled with them. And a lot of the times, our stubborn hearts are just so, they're just so stubborn that God will literally humble himself to align himself to us so that we can understand. I just love that. It's crazy. It's too it's too much to grasp. Like God will literally align himself, humble himself to our understanding so that we can understand what he's trying to say to us. Yeah. I just love that. And I'm here to tell you, don't feel like God does not understand you. Yeah. Like there's people who out there who have speech problems mm-hmm. and they feel Moses. like Moses. Yeah, and they feel like they can't talk verbally to God Mm -hmm. and I'm here to say that God understands you Mm -hmm. he even understands your heart you don't even have to speak he knows what's in your heart he knows how you're feeling he knows what you're thinking and if you just express yourself even cries their prayers exactly like and um the bible does talk about I don't know where in the bible but I've read it I know I have but it talks about how Jesus through our sighs he prays for us Mm-hmm. So, like, you can sigh, and God already knows, like, okay, they're going through this. 
So God just understands you and he knows and he knows you and he's just there with you and yes. for you. Yes. So be encouraged. Yes. Love that. And for those you were talking about like speech, right? How mm-hmm. people feel, have trouble with their speech. Literally read the book of Exodus. Yep. Bro, Moses had trouble with his speech. And we just talked about this last episode, Moses. Um, so I just love that. And um, further in chapter 3, when we look at um, John, it says that Jesus further explained the gospel, right? So that's when he goes into the John 3.16 message, for God to love the world, he sent his only begotten son, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so he's explained the gospel to Nicodemus. And then in verse 17, chapter 3, it says, God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. I love how Jesus said that. Not Mm -hmm. to judge the world. Because guess what? The Pharisees were so judgmental. That's why... If you hear, like, vacuum noises, we live in a neighbors. (laughs) It's our neighbors. So, we are... Sorry. (laughs) But... I love how he alluded to that because literally he's telling them, like, I didn't come here to judge you yeah. like you came here to judge people. I came here to save the world, which is something that you should be doing, helping people come to Christ. And I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, no. but there's so much Christians mm-hmm. who are confused with religion and personal relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know how many Christians are judging people? Like. Yeah. That judgmental spirit needs to be broken off mm-hmm. of this of the church. Now, don't get that confused. Don't get worldly judgment confused with righteous judgment, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe that has to be a whole different episode because that can get deep. Yeah, but, it can. Yeah, definitely. Like general worldly judgment. That's not what. That's not why Jesus came down here. He came down here, descended onto the earth, for us to be saved through Him. Mm-hmm. So, um. Then Jesus tells Nicodemus that those who do not believe are already judged. They are the ones who will be judged. And he explains how people love the darkness because they fear that the light will expose their sins. Wow, this just clicked into my head right now. What? Whoa. (laughs) He explained how people love the darkness because they fear the light will expose their sins. Didn't Nicodemus come to Jesus in the dark? Yes. Now, I'm not saying that Nicodemus was a sinful man. But I am saying that that shame is the reason he was in the dark. Mm. Because if he wasn't ashamed, he would have went to Jesus in the midday. Yeah. That, that's that's revelation. Whoa. Praise God. Glory to God. So, then in verse 21, did you want to say anything? No. Okay, in verse 20, I don't want to make, like, I'm talking too much. No, go ahead. Well, I can feed, I can feed off of what you're okay, saying. Okay, awesome. So, in verse 21, it says, But those who do what is right come to the light, so others can see that they are doing what God wants. Keep that verse in mind. Those who do what's right come to the light. Ooh, santo. So others okay. can see that they are doing. Yes. Keep that verse in mind, right? Because when we go, when we jump all the way to John chapter 7, no longer chapter 3. This is when things start to roll up. And this is when people start to realize, like, hey, Jesus, are you really the Messiah or not? You're confusing us. And they're all divided. People think he is. People think he isn't. People have seen the miraculous power. People are like, I don't believe that's real. So there's just division in Jerusalem. So when the crowds met and um, the temple guards were gathered around, 
um they were all combined combined they were all (laughs) they were all confused and divided because they didn't know if jesus was the true messiah right Mm -hmm. so they wanted to unlawfully take jesus captive right Mm -hmm. a verse just popped in my mind well i had to look up the verse but i know the bible said this but in matthew chapter 10 verse 34 it says jesus was saying this do not think i have come to bring peace to the earth I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. Mm-hmm. So your daughter, daughter-in-laws, mother-in-laws will, will be divided. Mm-hmm. Um, sons and daughters can will be divided. Mothers and daughters will be divided. Sons and fathers will be divided. Because, and I feel like what the Bible means by that, what God means by that, is that there are some children who believe in Christ, or even mm-hmm. parents who believe in Christ, and... The people at your home and the people in your house, they can be against that. Mm-hmm. You're, they can be against your beliefs in Christ. So Basically, I, like, what you're trying to say is, like, that in the end of times, which is true, Matthew 24 talks about it, um, that there will be division in the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. no, no, no. You were talking about that that brought division. They brought division? Yeah, that brought with division. With the religious? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's what made me... Um, oh, it made you think up. of that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, Ecclesiastes one nine tells us that nothing under the sun is truly new. Everything yeah. has been done before. History is repeated. Mm-hmm. So, because this happened back in the day, it's going to happen today mm-hmm. type thing. You know what I mean? The Bible literally tells us nothing under the sun is new, which means everything has happened before. So, this right here is happening today, but obviously in different aspects. Um, right. So, yeah, they were they were very chaotic because they were just like, is he Messiah or not? So, in the presence of the chaos, a shamed, shy, darkness Nicodemus, he spoke up and said, is it legal to convict a man before he is given a hearing? Mm-hmm. In defense of Jesus. Because obviously everybody's speaking over each other and just like, he's not the Messiah, he is the Messiah. And they want to like take him captive but nicodemus speaks up like that's not lawful mm-hmm. so defending jesus a pharisee defending jesus this is why i love this story because you're starting to see that dynamic in nicodemus you're starting to see that change mm-hmm. so then they reply the temple guards and the people they reply telling nicodemus to read scripture and realize that no prophet has ever come from galilee that right there deserved a moment of silence because that goes to show you where their heads are at they were used to doing they were used to god doing something one way at one time that they didn't give him room to work miraculously in a different way that's why they didn't believe that jesus was actually the son of god because he came from galilee right what does that have to do with anything God, you literally used a donkey to speak actual English. Or not English. Actual language. <laughs> that is crazy. I know. That is crazy. Like, India, yeah, I know. For real. Imagine a donkey being right here talking to you I in know, your language. I know. Every time I'll I come be like, whoa. Every time I come across <laughs> that verse, I'll be like, really? <laughs> exactly. Like, I'll be like, whoa. Imagine Silas speaking. Right. I have a little dog. His name is Silas. I can't imagine if he spoke. But I do think about, like, if he did speak, like, what would he sound like? Like, Southern or, like, New Yorker? Hmm. Like, how would he? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no. Okay, let's get back to it. 
What was they saying? Lord, bring us on track. Lord, bring us on track. Um, Nicodemus. They were telling Nicodemus. <laughs> oh, yes. They refused to acknowledge that God can reveal himself a different way the next time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, um, that's why I like to pull... I pulled that out. And then when we jump to John chapter 19, verse 39, Nicodemus helped bury Jesus when he died on the cross. Yes. And that this... Was, that was beautiful. It's beautiful. Because when you read it, it says that he brought 75 pounds, 75 pounds of perfumed ointment made from myrrh and aloes. And if you look at biblical context and, like, historical context, myrrh is very rare. Myrrh is an exotic exotic scent that's very rare to get. And aloes, if we look at, I believe it's Proverbs or Psalms, but it says, All thy garments smell of myrrh and aloes and cassia, or cassia, out of the ivory palaces whereby they have made thee glad. And this is a, oh, this is a psalm. This is a psalm talking about God, the Lord God. And it says basically that you're dressed like you're clothed in myrrh and aloes, mm-hmm. which means that that's honor. The fact that Nicodemus brought myrrh and aloes shows that, okay, you are the son of God. Like yeah. that's just reverence and respect for him and his acknowledgement that Jesus is the son of God. And to further explain that perfume. Ooh. What? If you seek the Lord, you shall find him oh yeah no seriously because he was seeking for true true answers like he was like he was seeking he was he had that curiosity yeah and like he found it he was curious and that's what it was it was earnest curiosity i love how the bible connects oh yeah it it all all connects it all connects love it yeah, so the perfumed ointment, if we look at Proverbs 29.7, or sorry, 27.9, it says, Ointment and perfume rejoice the heart. So doth the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel. Which means that the perfumed ointment <laughs> has a positive connotation to it. So um, um, that whole verse right there just shows that there is deep reverence and respect for Jesus, and he acknowledges that he is the Son of God. But do you guys remember when I told you to remember verse 21 chapter 3 but those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they're doing what god wants nicodemus did that in plain sight that wasn't at night that he did that unless it was at night and i'm wrong forgive me lord but i'm saying like there were people around kind of right. thing like it so, wasn't in the dark like it wasn't like in the secret right, so people could see what he was people doing people saw that like mm-hmm. that's why i just love you can see that change in nicodemus and what is why did I pull this out of the Bible? Why was this such a tug on my heart? I do believe it's because God is calling me and you and us mm-hmm. to just be open-minded. Sometimes he's going to come one way with earth, wind, fire, rain, birds. Other yeah, other times he's going to come a different way. It doesn't matter what way he comes. Either way, all you need to want is Jesus. That's yeah. what you're whole goal should be just wanting jesus doesn't matter how he comes doesn't matter how he reveals himself and i'm learning that daily when it comes to like a job a car a license just like things just like things that are temporary they're temporary things i told god today they're temporary things um and i just want you and like so help me you know because i i do need help financially and i I can be vulnerable about it like 
yes, it is kind of like, I guess, embarrassing. But at the same time, it's true. It's the, true. It's real. Right. And in the midst of this circumstance, rejoice. Yeah. Rejoice. And show God that you're thankful for what you do have. Yes. I, you know? I always tell you guys, I keep a gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. Even on the days that I don't have a job, I keep a gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. It works. Trust me. So, I really do believe that this was, like, a revelation for myself. Um, Absolutely. And maybe you pulled something out of this that wasn't exactly what I was trying to tell you, but you pulled something totally different out of it. That's totally fine. Again, God, God reveals himself in different ways. Yep. So, that's really what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have anything to say? Um... I I really hope that Mm -hmm. um, you guys had open ears and open hearts to just receive this. Mm -hmm. Because we didn't speak about this for nothing. Like, this was on India's heart for a reason. And I just pray that um, this seed that was just not planted will grow in Jesus' name. And I pray, God, that you would just, you know, be fruitful with this message. And just touch who's ever watching this right now in the name of Jesus may they be encouraged and strengthened by this message father and may they not be ashamed of of you but father may they be um may they be bold Mm -hmm. may they have that boldness may they have that courage in Jesus name thank you I just wanted to pray that really quick I love that that was such a smooth transition because that was the prayer that was the prayer I'm sorry no that's perfect Okay. It's absolutely perfect. So, as you guys know, we'll see you guys every other Thursday. So, we won't see you next Thursday, but we'll see you the Thursday afterwards. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for tuning in. We, you have no idea how much it means to us that you tune in. Like, really. I know. Really. God is good. God is good. May the Lord bless you guys. Yes, in Jesus', in Jesus name. name. Have a blessed Thursday evening, and we will see you in two Thursdays. Bye. Bye.